0: Coming up, week three in the Big Ten. I cannot believe that we're almost a month into the season. We're starting to learn some things about these teams now, like, uh, I don't know, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State are exactly who we thought they would be coming into the season. And and maybe we undervalue teams like uh, Michigan State and Rutgers, two teams that are playing great right now. Um, Now, they both have big matchups this week. Michigan State has the number eight team in the country Saturday afternoon, the Washington Huskies, who have... A quarterback that is playing terrific at the moment and is currently in the Heisman race. And Rutgers has a tough opponent as well. Even though the numbers might not reflect that right now, Virginia Tech is a good team. I think both the Spartans and the Scarlet Knights have an opportunity now to make really big statements come Saturday. Uh, and then you just have this big jumble of teams right in the middle of the pack. A- again, I know we're still really early in the season and most of these teams' Big Ten schedules haven't even kicked off yet, but I think we're in for a very interesting, very close race in both the East and West divisions. Uh, and also, if you listened to this podcast last week, I was off on, on a lot of my picks, um, but that's what makes this sport so great. Uh, you're going to have a winner, you're going to have a loser, uh, and every now and then you'll see something really special. Uh, so without any further ado. Let's get into week three. All right, everybody, welcome into the BTR Show podcast. Again, I cannot believe it's already week three. I say this every year. It always seems to fly by. Shoot, in another three weeks will already be about halfway through the season, Hey, before we get into these games, I I, I just have a few quick takes I wanted to get into. Uh, Not sure how many people saw this. Craziest stat I saw from this week. uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., Ohio State, the guy who I've been referring to as the best receiver in college football right now, last Saturday was clocked on the field at 22.2 miles per hour. To put that into context, the fastest speed recorded on Sunday in the NFL was 21.66 miles per hour, and that was by Tyreek Hill. So... Not only was Marvin Harrison Jr. almost over the speed limit in a residential zone, but he also just outran a guy whose nickname is the Cheetah. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be a problem in that league next year. Uh, The second thing I wanted to get into, uh, and I've had a few days to think about this now, it's that Wisconsin loss from last week. Second year in a row now, they get upset by Washington State, who's a decent team, but especially this year, Wisconsin is way too good, way too talented. They should have won that game. Uh, Their tackling's just been average. Their pass blocking's just been above average. Gave up a bunch of sacks last week. Uh, Two of the sacks resulted in fumbles. One of the fumbles resulted in a touchdown for Washington State. Uh, They they just got to protect Mordecai better. And on top of that, they got to get better on defense. Gave up too many big plays. Had too many missed tackles. Uh, Luke Fickle's a good head coach. He's got a great mind for football. I have faith that he'll figure this out and he'll get this team back on track. Uh, And then real quick, to to get back onto Mordecai for a second, uh, whether or not his destiny is to be a great player, I can't say. But I do know I wasn't the only one that was high on Tanner Mordecai. A lot of people were expecting big things from this guy. Uh, Preseason, he was on the Maxwell Award watch list. I called him the best quarterback Wisconsin's had since Russell Wilson. But it's been two weeks now, and he hasn't had that moment yet where he says, I'm him. I'm the guy. Obviously, we still have a lot of time left, and I'd love to see him pick up his play a little bit. Uh, And then the last thing, uh, before I get into these games, I I have this thing here that I call the MPI. Uh, Each week, I've been updating my quarterback rankings, and and the list is fluid. It's constantly changing uh, based on how the season's progressing and what I'm seeing from these guys on Saturday. So I have an updated MPI this week, new quarterback rankings. I actually even have running back rankings as well. Uh, I'll save those for next week because for the first time this season, I have my updated power rankings. Uh, They're a little controversial. I'm sure people are going to disagree, especially when I get to number four uh, and especially when you hear where I have Wisconsin. Uh, But here we go. Here's the list. Uh, At number one, of course, until someone proves otherwise, the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, At number two, I have Penn State. Number three, I have the Ohio State Buckeyes. Four, here it is, uh, very surprisingly, I have the Michigan State Spartans, based on how they've looked these past two weeks. Uh, they've been playing out of their mind. That might change after this week, after they take on the Washington Huskies. We'll see. Uh, at number five, I have the Iowa Hawkeyes. Six, the Maryland Terps. Seven, Minnesota. Eight, Rutgers. And then here it is, number nine, Wisconsin. Uh, number 10, Illinois. 11, Purdue. 12, Indiana. 13, Northwestern. And 14, Unfortunately, I have Nebraska. Hopefully, you guys don't disagree too much with that list. All right, so let's get into these week three games. Uh, These will just be quick breakdowns, and I'll save my picks for the end. Uh, Starting out Friday night, September 15th, Virginia at Maryland, 7 p.m. Look, Virginia's not a very good team. Their defense has just collapsed two weeks in a row. They gave up. 49 points in week one and, and 36 points to James Madison in week two. Uh, Maryland's a huge favorite in this game. They should be, uh, but they were big favorites last week, too, versus Charlotte. And we saw how flat they came out, down 14 nothing, literally minutes into the game. Uh, they trailed at halftime, still ended up scoring 38 points, even with that slow start. Uh, I don't know how much of this game you guys got to see last week, but uh, Tonga Bailoa just didn't have it. Uh, and they leaned heavily on Roman Hemby in the second half. That is something that I would like to see them do more of. Uh, they put a lot on Tonga Bailoa's plate last year, and they put a lot on his plate these first two games already. Uh, they've been asking him to do everything, um, and, and obviously the passing game is the strength of this offense, but I think if they can incorporate the running game more and more as the season goes on, that will only lend itself to helping them out in the long run. Uh, I think Tung Vailoa is going to have his way with the secondary on Friday night, however, uh, but I hope they don't forget about that running game. Uh, from there we go to Saturday, September 16th, starting out with the noon slate of games. Uh, starting out with Penn State at Illinois. Uh, Look, Illinois is a good team, and this is going to be a tough test for Penn State. I honestly think... Uh, That This defensive line for Illinois and their front seven, even though they really haven't shown it much this season, is going to give Penn State some trouble on Saturday, Uh, especially with Penn State being on the road for the first time this season. Uh, I think it's going to be a charged up atmosphere in Champaign. Uh, You guys might differ from me on this, but I really like what I've seen from Luke Altmaier so far this year. He's athletic. He's mobile, uh, leads the team in passing and rushing yards. He's almost up around seven yards per carry. Uh, He's getting pressured constantly on top of that. He's been sacked eight times already in just two games. Uh, Clearly, he's no Drew Aller, uh, but I think he's keeping this Illinois offense together. And then on the Penn State side of things, uh, only team in the Big Ten right now averaging over 50 points per game. I'm so impressed with what Drew Aller is doing right now. His decision-making, quick, strong, accurate throws. He's shown a lot of poise. Uh, you guys know I love Mockgrass, drafts, right? Uh, I'm already seeing him projected to go in the top five in 2025. Uh, he's right up there with Quinn Ewers from Texas. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but as far as this game goes, uh, I think Penn State will want to go in there and, and pound the ball with those two excellent running backs they have, at least early in the game, uh, test that Illinois run defense, which hasn't looked great in these first two weeks. Uh, not put their offense in too many third and longs and then slowly open up that passing attack. We will see. Uh, From there, we go to Louisville at Indiana. Uh, Hey, honestly, Indiana's looked good so far. They played well against Ohio State, at least defensively. Uh, They torched Indiana State last week. Uh, And I know they're big underdogs in this one, but it wouldn't shock me if they were competitive and maybe even pull off an upset here. Uh, I think Taven Jackson secured a spot as the number one quarterback for the Hoosiers, given how well he played last week. Uh, I'd like to see him continue to In that Walt Bell system, I think he's more than capable of doing it. Uh, Louisville's good. They're 2-0. They put up a lot of points so far this season. Uh, 39 in week one versus Georgia Tech and 56 last week versus Murray State. Uh, I think it would be smart for Indiana to try their best to control the clock, limit the possessions for Louisville, shorten the game as much as they possibly can, and let their defense do their thing. Uh, Louisville is not Ohio State, and we saw how well Indiana's defense looked against the Buckeyes. Just play smart, and I think they have a chance to win. Uh, Next up, Georgia Southern at Wisconsin. Uh, I've already talked about Wisconsin a a little bit on this podcast, so real quickly, uh, they need to win this game. No disrespect to Georgia Southern, uh, but Wisconsin should win handedly here. Uh, They're too good. They're too talented. They're too deep. Uh, They need to win this game. I want to see more out of Tanner Mordecai. I want to see more out of Braylon Allen. Uh, You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he only had seven carries last week for minimal yardage. Uh, you're one of the best backs in the conference. You have to be better than that. Uh, this stretch coming up for Wisconsin is not easy. Purdue, uh, and we've seen that what Hudson Card is doing over there. Rutgers, uh, say what you will, but they're hot right now and they're shutting down everyone's running game. Uh, Iowa, Illinois, and then Ohio State, uh, those are five games that are going to make or break Wisconsin's season. I, I don't know we'll see what happens on Saturday they should win but I think going forward is very intriguing for this Wisconsin Badgers team. Uh, next up Minnesota at North Carolina this kicks off the 330 slate of games. Uh, I really like what Minnesota has done so far shaky two weeks for this offense but the defense has looked solid so far uh, this is a tough game though uh, and I think we might see some cracks in the secondary Tyler Newbin is fantastic but I don't think he's going to be enough here. Uh, as you know, they're going up against Drake May, who will possibly be the second quarterback drafted next April behind only Caleb Williams. Uh, Drake May is really good, and I'm not sure how P.J. Fleck plans to slow him down. Uh, the only path I see is basically the exact same thing that I just laid out for Indiana. Uh, I think they'll need to slow the game down, uh, rely on Darius Taylor and Sean Tyler carrying the ball. Uh, don't ask Kelly commandis to do too much. Uh, maybe establish the run and then try to throw in some play action. Uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see what PJ Fleck kind of draws up to slow down this North Carolina Tar Heels offense, which has looked explosive and looked really good so far this season. Uh, Next up, Northwestern at Duke. Uh, my my anti-Northwestern strategy backfired last week. I said they wouldn't win any games this year. Uh, they did win last week, surprising me and a lot of other people. Uh, good for Northwestern, though. There's a lot of negativity uh, around this program on and off the field. So every single win that they can manage this year matters. Uh, ben Bryant played a lot better last week. They established the running game, which was nice to see. Uh baby steps with this team, baby steps. Uh Duke's a pretty good team though. Ranked 21st in the country, I believe. I think Northwestern's gonna have their hands full here. Uh, Western Michigan at Iowa is up next. I talked about Iowa on the podcast earlier this week, uh, but I think this bears repeating. This offense has to play better, plain and simple. Uh, They're winning right now, but it's almost in spite of their offense. I was very high on them coming into the season. I thought with the additions of Cade McNamara and Eric All, there'd be a more dynamic offense that hasn't been the case so far. They're kind of looking like the same offense we saw last season, which just honestly just wasn't good enough. Cade McNamara's numbers last week were subpar, Uh, 12 for 22, 123 yards in a pick, only 235 yards of total offense. Uh, The defense is carrying them right now. Cooper DeGene is looking great. No surprise there. I compared him to a Swiss Army knife out there for that defense. Uh, Iowa has a really tough game next week versus Penn State. I'd love to see them work through some of their issues here in this one versus Western Michigan, shake out some of the rust in that offense, Uh, get some kind of rhythm going, Uh, get Brian Ferentz and Cade McNamara into some kind of groove. I just... I don't know if we're going to see it, but I'm hopeful. Virginia Tech and Rutgers is up next. Uh, So the, the two big surprises for me so far this season, number one has been how mediocre Wisconsin has looked, and number two has been this Rutgers team. You can't deny that they've been playing well. They beat Northwestern in week one. They beat Temple in week two, and they look good doing it. They have a really good head coach in Greg Schiano. Gavin Wimsatt is looking a whole lot better than he did last season. His completion percentage is up significantly. Hasn't thrown a pick yet. And their defense has been impressive. They've only allowed 14 points through the first two games. That's their lowest total since 2012. I know it's early, but it's looking like teams are going to have a tough time running the ball on Rutgers. Currently, number three in the nation in rushing defense. They lead the Big Ten in that category. I'm impressed with what they put on the field so far. Uh, From what I saw, they're a touchdown favorite in this one. I think the tides are starting to shift for the Scarlet Knights. I'm not picking them to win the East. I'm not getting ahead of myself, Uh, and their schedule is ridiculous this year. They still have Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, Iowa, Maryland, but maybe, maybe they can make a roll at a bowl game this year. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I am I crazy? If they win this one though, that's three wins. Uh, then they still have Wagner and Indiana. That gets two more possible wins, and then they need to pull an upset on either Wisconsin or Maryland. It's not out of the realm of possibility. That's that's all I'm saying. Uh, next up, Western Kentucky at Ohio State. Uh, I've used this phrase in previous weeks, and I'm going to use it again here this is going to be a bloodbath. Ohio State's like a 30-point favorite. I think McCord had uh, what you would call his coming out party last week. He played really well, and Ryan Day confirmed what we all suspected. Kyle McCord is the starter moving forward. Uh, The starting job is now his to lose. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. won my game ball last week. He was amazing. Uh, I don't think there's really much to break down here. I, I... I do want to repeat, though, uh, what I asked last week. Uh, This has been bothering me for a week now, obviously. Uh, Devin Brown, backup quarterback for Ohio State, highly, highly touted recruit. Uh, There was some talk of him in the offseason potentially winning that starting QB spot. Why is he wearing number 33? Can somebody please answer that for me? It lo- it just it looks ridiculous, uh, but I digress. Um, Ohio State should handle Western Kentucky without too much trouble. I, I think the defense might get challenged a little bit. Uh, Western Kentucky's got a good quarterback in Austin Reed. They've got an NFL prospect at wide receiver. Uh, Pat Forty uh, said this on the Big Ten Network earlier this week, and I think I'm going to start using it. Uh, he said that Western Kentucky is a 450 450 team, uh, meaning that they can get 450 yards and likewise, they can give up 450 yards. So I think Ohio State's offense is going to light it up this week. Uh, Let's see what they look like defensively though. And obviously there's room for growth along that offensive line, which is to be expected. They lost half their starting line to the NFL draft. Uh, Next week though, we'll have Ohio State versus Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, which will be one of the marquee games in all of college football this season. Cannot wait for that one. Washington at Michigan State is up next. Uh, This is the game I'm most looking forward to this week in the Big Ten. Between this and Minnesota and North Carolina, Washington's a really, really good team. Uh, Under the best of circumstances, this would have been a really tough game for Michigan State. Clearly, uh, it's not the best of circumstances, given everything that's transpired with their head coach, Mel Tucker, over this past week. I'm I'm looking forward to this quarterback battle here. Michael Penix Jr. is literally going scorched earth right now. They're putting up like 50 points per game. Uh, And Noah Kim has been really good so far, too. Last week, he was the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week, 292 yards through the air, three touchdowns, 82% completion percentage. I mean... Right now, he's got more yards so far this season than J.J. McCarthy, Drew Aller, and Talia Tungavailoa. He's playing great. Uh, so they had the Big Ten's leading passer, and they had the Big Ten's leading rusher as well. Nate Carter is playing really well at running back for them. Uh, I know Washington's a big favorite, but this game is in East Lansing. The Spartans tend to play well at home. Uh, Michigan State hasn't been prone to giving up big plays this season. Washington has been living on big plays. Uh, they lead the country in passing yards per game. Can Michigan State get the panics with that pass rush, or is he going to have time in the pocket to find his guys downfield? I think this is going to be a good game. I think this is going to be closer than it was last year, and I think Michigan State has a chance in this one. Uh, From there, we have Northern Illinois at Nebraska. Um, Okay, so I, I... I've been a little harsh on Nebraska on this podcast. I don't think they've been playing very well. Uh, I feel like what I've seen so far has been a little underwhelming. Big acquisition with Matt Rule coming in to coach the team. Uh, Jeff Sims coming over from Georgia Tech to quarterback this team was supposed to be more than what we've seen so far. Right now, right now he's a turnover machine. He's legitimately averaging three and a half turnovers per game. That That's awful. Um, I, I will say, Uh, They have had, at least up to this point, the toughest schedule of all the Big Ten teams. Interconference matchup with a good Minnesota team and a ranked Colorado team who's on fire right now. Uh, I expect this game versus Northern Illinois to go much more smoothly than their last two weeks. Uh, I think these next two games for Nebraska are super important for them to get into some kind of groove on offense. Northern Illinois this week uh, and Louisiana Tech next week. I want to see a lot more out of this team. Uh, Bowling Green at Michigan. Michigan's been really good through these first two weeks. They've done everything they've been asked to do so far. They lead the big 10 in yards per play. Uh, J.J. McCarthy's been really good so far. His numbers on the season have been insane up to this point. Uh, On the season through two weeks so far, he's 48 for 55, 558 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, He's been accurate. He's been consistent. They're letting him throw the ball, which is something we're not accustomed to seeing. I like it, though. Uh, They got their running game going last week. Roman Wilson's looking great. I mentioned this on the podcast earlier this week. Uh, Wilson's literally on pace for 25 touchdown catches this year. Uh, Obviously, I know that's not going to happen, but he's kind of stepped up as their centerpiece big play guy for them now, Uh, and I think that the passing game is going to keep looking better and better as the season progresses and the competition picks up. Uh, So the offense is looking impressive. The defense is looking really good. Only given up 10 points on the season so far. They're playing Horrible competition, if we're being honest, but I'm still impressed with what I'm seeing. Uh, this will be the final game of the Jim Harbaugh suspension. He'll be back next week versus Rutgers. I can imagine that crowd of the big house is going to go nuts when they see him step out there onto the sidelines. Uh, but until next week, uh, Michigan has to deal with this menacing Bowling Green team. Uh, from there we go to Syracuse at Purdue. Um, so I was wrong about Purdue last week. I, I picked them to lose, and they played really well and got the win over Virginia Tech. Uh, Syracuse is a good team, but they lost some starters last week to injuries. They're starting tight end, and they're starting right tackle. I think Hudson Card has been as advertised. He's playing really well right now. Uh, I think if Purdue can keep Maccabee involved all game and the defense can show up again like they did last week in the second half versus Virginia Tech, I think this one might come down to the wire. I think it's going to be a close game, and I'm looking forward to it. All right, so that's it for all the games for week three. Uh, And before I get into my picks for this week, uh, there's two guys that I want to highlight, two guys that you should be keeping your eye on this week. And uh, coincidentally, uh, they play on the exact same team, and they are playing in the biggest game in the Big Ten this week. Uh, If you guessed... it's the Michigan State Spartans, you guessed correctly. Uh, First off, offensively, the guy you should be keeping your eye on this week is Noah Kim, quarterback for the Michigan State Spartans. Uh, I've already mentioned it earlier in the podcast, he leads the Big Ten in passing yards right now. He's been playing really well, three touchdown passes last week. He was the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week. Um, If Michigan State wants to pull this upset against the number 8 Washington Huskies, Noah Kim not only has to play well, but he has to... I think he has to outplay Michael Penix Jr., which is a tall order. I understand that. uh, But I just think their offense is going to have to put up points. Uh, Nate Carter is going to do a great job running the ball. We already know that. But I I think Noah Kim has to continue uh, with what he's shown so far. uh, And I think that can take that Michigan State team pretty far this season. And then the guy to watch on defense uh Jacoby Windman, he is going to be essential uh, for Michigan State to slow down this Washington passing attack. Now, as I'm recording this podcast, I don't even know if Windman's going to play. He got hurt last week. Uh, so uh, hopefully he's out there for the Spartans, uh, putting some pressure on Michael Penix Jr., putting some pressure on that Washington Huskies backfield. Uh, Jacoby Windman, he was tied for the lead in forced fumbles in all of college football last year. He's had a great season up to this point Even though it's only two games In his first game against Central Michigan He had eight tackles and a sack Um, So I'm hoping he can play And it's going to be a big deal If he cannot play for the Spartans They're going to have to find that production somewhere else Um, So now on to the picks Uh, First up, Virginia at Maryland Uh, Maryland obviously has their flaws But They're still a really good Big Ten team. I think they'll get the win in this one. Uh, Penn State at Illinois. Uh, I think this will be a close game at halftime, but I expect that backfield for Penn State to soften up that Illinois defense and ultimately pull away in the second half. I have Penn State winning this game. Uh, Louisville at Indiana. This is a tough one. My heart wants to take Indiana, but my head says it'll be Louisville, so I'm taking the Cardinals in this one. Uh, Georgia Southern at Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin rebounds in this one and gets a big win here. Minnesota at North Carolina. I think Drake May and that North Carolina Tar Heels offense is going to be too much for Minnesota to handle, unfortunately. I have North Carolina in this one. Uh, Northwestern at Duke. Uh, Despite the win last week, I still don't have too much faith in this Northwestern team. I'll be taking Duke in this one. Uh, Western Michigan at Iowa. Iowa should win this game, no problem. Virginia Tech at Rutgers. I got Rutgers starting out 3-0. Who would have thought? Western Kentucky at Ohio State. Ohio State huge. Uh, Washington at Michigan State. Washington's a really good team. I'm taking them to win this one. I got the Huskies. Uh, Northern Illinois at Nebraska. I got Nebraska picking up their first win of the season. Uh, Bowling Green at Michigan. Uh, Michigan big in this one. And then finally, Syracuse at Purdue. Uh, Like I said, I think this is going to be a really close game. Uh, I'm going to take Purdue. I'm going to take Purdue to win this one. Uh, And that's it. That's the podcast for this week. I hope everyone enjoys the games. Have fun. Enjoy some football. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me. Um, Hey, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe on Spotify or whatever platform you use. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at BTR Show Pod. Uh, Thank you, everyone. And we'll see you guys next time.